This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 465. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 465. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Some of you are back in school and I'm putting back in school in air quotes because what does back in school mean right now? (laughs) Such a spectrum of things that that can mean. And some of us are still in the middle of summer, as is the case here in Seattle. We don't go quote unquote back to school for a couple more weeks. So whatever you're doing, I hope that you are enjoying some sun. I hope that you are enjoying some personal time while you're listening to this, some time just for you, some time to reflect and listen and learn. I think that's one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable gift you can be giving yourself right now. So I'm very excited for our topic today. We're going to be talking about your adaptability quotient. This is something I've just, just learned about. So I'm by no means an expert, but when I learned about this, I wanted to share it with you right away. If you are in our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook, I did a Facebook live on this a week and a half ago, I guess, because again, as soon as I learned about it, I was like, oh my gosh, this, we all need to know about this because here's the thing we're all rocking this right now. (laughs) And you probably don't know it. So if you need a little ego boost, (laughs) this episode might do that for you. So I'm going to talk about your adaptability quotient. And I first want to share where I learned about this and how this got on my radar. So I just finished reading and by reading, I mean, listening to the audiobook version of It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. And I 
love this book. Oh my gosh. I often, when I listen to audiobooks, I listen to them on, I like speed them up a little to listen at like 1.25 speed or 1.5 speed. But when I got like a quarter of the way into this book, I was like, this is so good. And I want it to take a long time to get through. So I slowed it down. I was like, I'm only going to listen to this at on normal speed. I even tried to go a little slower, but then that was too slow because I want it to take as long as possible to get through it. Cause it's so good. And there's so many lessons in every story that Arlen shares. So the book is again called It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And this is going to sound like a total pitch for the book. And it is. So I mean, I'm not like, it's not sponsored by any means, but I just love the book and I want to support Arlen's work and her mission. So I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her and about the book before we dive into our content on your adaptability quotient. So Arlen Hamilton is the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, a venture capital firm dedicated to minimizing funding disparities in tech by investing in high potential founders who are people of color, women, or LGBTQ. Backstage has now invested over 10 million in more than 100 startup companies led by underrepresented founders. In 2018, Hamilton co-founded Backstage Studio, which launched accelerator programs in Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and London. She is the first non-celebrity black woman to be featured on the cover of Fast Company. I told you she's such a badass. She's so amazing. Okay, so here's what Stacey Abrams had to say about her book. So Stacey Abrams, yes, the Stacey Abrams, who is the former minority leader of the Georgia House of Representatives, says about the book this. It's about damn time hits at the heart of leadership and risk-taking, that we must each foster an unwavering belief in our own capacity. Arlen Hamilton's insights about the venture capital industry are met by her daring to build something intended for those left outside the gates. Hamilton's story is a hero's tale of what's possible when we unlock our potential, continue to search for knowledge, and draw on our lived experiences to guide us through the darkest moments. For aspiring entrepreneurs and those ready to start a new chapter, It's About Damn Time is a necessary reminder that every no is not the end. So this book is so good. And I have to say, I know some of you are like, oh, but I'm not an entrepreneur. Would I like this book? Yes, because if you like people's stories, this book is full of so many good stories. If you like stories of people being underestimated and coming out on top, full of those too. And the other thing is, I will tell you, I have had this book for a while and I put it off because I was like, well, it's going to be about venture capital. I know nothing about that and I might be bored. Oh no, it is so not boring. In fact, it made me want to learn more about venture capital and figure out how I can be an angel investor. Not because I have a load of extra money sitting around, but because there's ways that you can get involved in angel investing and get involved in venture capital ventures, (laughs) for lack of a better word, without having a massive amount of wealth. And so I just found this entire book to be really inspiring and motivating, but also it got me fired up to learn about something that I don't know anything about. And now I'm wanting to learn way more. So that's my plug on the book because it's just such a great read. So we're probably, for those of you in Memento Mamas in our membership community, this will likely be our next book club pick. I'm fielding a couple options right now, but this is definitely at the top of the list. So I loved the book and here's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about your adaptability quotient. And in chapter 13 of the book, Arlen talks about adaptability quotient and how it came on her radar when someone came to her and said, hey, I'm doing this research on adaptability quotient in the workplace uh, in corporate America, and I want to feature you in my research because you have an exceptionally high adaptability quotient. 
So I'm going to back up in just a minute. And I'm going to tell you more about how adaptability quotient is relative to Arlen's story. But first, I want to share with you what adaptability quotient is. So if you've heard of IQ, like as an IQ test, IQ test or IQ stands for intelligence quotient. So the intelligence, knowledge, facts, and trivia that one possesses, that's your IQ. And then we have EQ, which is emotional intelligence, the emotional understanding and capability of oneself and others that help with differing situations and people. So IQ and EQ are things that are more familiar to us and often used in workplaces and different places uh, where we're trying to see like, where do people fit in? How can they fit in in certain roles, capacities? Where would it be most appropriate for them to be in a certain context? Those kinds of things. So new data is kind of on the forefront around this third layer or third component called AQ, which is adaptability quotient. And your AQ is your ability to adapt to and thrive in an environment of change. I'm obsessed with this. So I'm going to read that again. Adaptability quotient, the ability to adapt to and thrive in an environment of change. So the research on this that I could find, and I did a little bit of digging for sure, is mostly in relation to the corporate environment. But here's the thing. Moms have really high AQs. And something I talk about all the time is that Being a mom actually makes you more qualified to be a CEO. Being a mom makes you more qualified to sit on the board. Being a mom makes you more qualified to be a politician because being a mom makes you more qualified to be a leader because you have to be able to juggle so many things, compartmentalize so many things, multitask in all sorts of directions, prioritize all sorts of activities. Like the tasks that we do every day in motherhood without giving it a second thought qualify us in so many ways to do bigger things in leadership to do bigger things in organizational places. But we very infrequently give ourselves credit for this. And we very infrequently think of motherhood as a resume builder. And motherhood is a massive, massive resume builder. But we have been conditioned to think that motherhood is like a detractor. And it's not. It is not at all. And I really want to help you reframe that. So if we know that corporations and companies are starting to look at adaptability quotients, and starting to look at that is, is that someone with a higher adaptability quotient, a higher AQ can be of high value in a company. Holy cow, let's bring the moms in. So again, if the AQ definition is the ability to adapt to and thrive in an environment of change, that's literally all you do as a mom. All you do is figure out how to adapt and thrive in an environment of change because motherhood changes every single day, every single hour, often minute to minute, right? And We are living in a time right now where we're having to adapt even more than normal. Like we already are pushed to the limits in terms of adaptation and motherhood. And now we are in the middle of COVID. We are in the middle of a pandemic. We are in the middle of a cultural revolution. We're in the middle of things that are just, I know it's an overused word, but things that are so incredibly unprecedented. And our adaptability quotient is only going up. And you're probably not giving yourself credit for that. If you are juggling working from home plus distance learning plus managing a household, oh mama, your AQ is like through the roof right now, right? Okay, so with Arlen's book, when she was asked to be part of the research on adaptability quotient, she was on the radar of the researcher because of her adaptability throughout the course of her life. When she first started finding her success, she was living out of an airport. 
and she was building a business while living out of an airport. So her adaptability quotient is extremely high. She has been able to figure things out and make things work under circumstances that very few people can find relatable. Her resilience is very relatable and also I believe makes her story very attractive and engaging. But many of us, most of us have not experienced many of the circumstances that she has lived in and been able to figure out how to thrive in, which is absolutely fascinating. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So she was given huge props for being able to create the company that she's created with Backstage Capital and create what she's created. Like she's doing things that like Mark Cuban is doing. And she started it while living at the airport. (laughs) And so she was as touted as someone who has this really high AQ. And I want you to think about what does that mean for you? What does that mean for all moms? If we are now going to have the opportunity to be measured in this way, I think there's actually a lot of potential in this. So here is why AQ is important. Your adaptability question is important because the world is constantly changing, right? So are you creating space to evolve with it? It's really important. It's important that you recognize that the world is always changing and then you recognize like, am I someone who adapts well or not? So here's the thing. I would say I'm not someone who adapts well. Like I don't love change. I really do love control and predictability. Like No shock. I've talked about that a lot. But because I've been an entrepreneur now for 17 years, I've actually become so much more adaptable. And the things that I used to absolutely freak out and lose my mind over... I can handle so much better now, and I can actually now often see obstacles as opportunities more often than not. I used to be someone who saw obstacles as like, oh, this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this thing. This is a sign that I should quit. This isn't the right thing right now. And now when I see an obstacle, I'm like, oh, hashtag watch me. Let's go. 
<laughs> like, oh, 2020, you want to give me a pandemic? Let's go. Oh, you want to give me a cultural revolution? I'm in. Oh, you want to give me like, there's been a long list of things in 2020. Some are public, some not, some are private. I haven't been able to share it on the podcast at this point, and maybe I will down the road, but there's been a whole lot of things that 2020 has dumped in my lap <laughs> and it's felt like a waterfall at times. But here's the thing, as it's happened, I've definitely felt overwhelmed at times, but it's been instead more like, oh, we're doing this now? Cool, got it. Like noted, check, let's go. I'm not gonna let 2020 be the winner. I'm gonna be the winner because that's what I do. I show up and adapt even though adapting is not my strength, but I've learned how to do it. And through learning how to do it, I've been able to validate that I can do it. So we're gonna talk more about this in a minute, but I really want you to look at if, especially if you look at yourself as someone who likes control and predictability like me, I really want you to see how you can start to reframe your relationship with adaptability into a way that gives you more power. So early on dating with my husband, I was able to recognize that I'm not a super spontaneous person. And this came to me, I recognized this when I loved it when we had plans in advance, like, hey, let's do this thing next weekend. But I didn't love it when in the middle of a Saturday, when I thought we were going to do one thing, all of a sudden things would change gears. Like, so, you know, maybe we were going to go do something with some friends. And then at the last minute, they were like, hey, let's go do this instead. And I noticed that I had a very hard time. Like if they were like, oh, let's go to a movie. And then last minute they were like, actually, let's go out on a boat instead. And I would be like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I plan my day for a movie, not a boat. And that was very hard for me. And I noticed that it was not hard for other people. I was like, I am the control freak here. Everyone else is like, oh, cool. Like they can just shift gears super quickly. And I was like, oh, like, but I planned on one thing. Like I wore my movie outfit today. I didn't wear my boat outfit. And so I'm going to need a minute. And by a minute, I mean like seven hours or so to like shift gears mentally to be like, okay, cool. Now I'm ready to go on a boat. And this happened a lot. And I recognized like, wow, this is not a blessing that I'm struggling with this. This is actually really hard. And I don't love this about myself. And I want to get better at this. And I've definitely over time chosen to see how I can be more adaptable and how I have adapted so that I can own that I am someone who is always practicing getting better at adapting. And so now when things do change, I can remind myself, oh, wait, but you are really good at adapting, even though this is something that you don't love. And sometimes you have a hard time giving up control or having things change last minute. You're really good at doing it, even though it's not your favorite thing. And so that brings me a lot of peace of mind instead of having like freak out anxiety about it, which is typically the go-to and historically in my life that I can instead remind myself like, oh, you got this. You have done this a million times already. The other piece of this is that the more adaptable you are, the more quickly and easily you will be able to move toward a goal of any size. So I can tell you the moms that I work with, and I see this come up a lot in my business and leadership mastermind, Tenacious Mamas is the name of that group. So in Tenacious Mamas, I see people who are able to adapt and be creative and nimble quickly and they're able to move through things and get things going and make choices and grow things very quickly. And then I see other people who really struggle to adapt and get very stuck at the beginning of a journey. And they get very stuck and they have a very specific view of how they think things should go, the order things should happen, the timeline they should happen on, and they have a quick hard time adjusting. And because they can't adjust quickly or easily, everything takes way longer. It takes way longer to even get to like the start line of a goal. And it takes way, way longer to take action toward the goal and have measurable progress toward the goal. 
the people who are adaptable are able to just keep going. And even though they get thrown off course sometimes or things go upside down and sideways, they're able to like, oh, okay, that didn't work. Let's go here. And that is a huge indicator of success in entrepreneurship is that if you are in entrepreneurship or a success toward any goal, so maybe your goal is like wanting to build a house. So maybe, and I actually have a couple of clients doing this right now, like we're going to buy this property. And then over the course of the next year or two, we're going to build this house. So the more adaptable you are, the more quickly and easily you can move toward a goal of any size and how valuable that is so that you can stay in motion and in momentum. Because if you are not adaptable, you get stuck and frozen and things take so long or they just don't ever happen. And then the next piece of this, the third reason why your AQ is really important is that the more adaptable you are, the more you get to have power over your own outcomes and happiness versus other people and other circumstances dictating your happiness and your outcomes. So if I'm super adaptable, I can turn any outcome into a success story. I can have something flop and not meet any goal and still deem it a success because I'll be able to adapt and recognize like, oh, hey, you know, the goal here was X, Y, Z. The outcome was ABC, but I can see how ABC is still a win. And I can take that, accept that and learn from that and keep going. And then there's peace and happiness and I can just keep going versus not being able to adapt and having being able to only see one outcome as positive or good or successful and then really struggling if I don't get that exact outcome, right? So the more adaptable you are, the more power you have over your outcomes around framing how they work out for you and around framing your mindset around them, which is really, really powerful. This has come up for us for everyone in a lot of contexts this year. But I'm even thinking about like, right at the time of this recording, I don't know what our school situation is going to be for the, you know, until the middle of July, I thought for sure our school was going to be in person. And then for a couple of weeks, I thought for sure it was going to be virtual, but they haven't made a call yet. And now, like right now at the time of this recording, I'm still not sure which way it's going to go. And I just keep like, oh, I think it's going to go this way. I'm able to quickly look at the potential outcome and recognize like, okay, so if we're going this way, I can do it this way. If we're going that way, I can do it that way. And like, I have a personal preference for the way I want it to go for sure. But also I can recognize that like, either way, we're good. Either way, like we can figure it out because I've already seen how adaptable my family can be. I'm not saying we love to be adaptable, but I'm saying we are capable of it, right? So I want to take you through an assessment. And I did this on Facebook Live when I did the Facebook Live about this a week and a half ago. And this was super, super interesting. So I will link to this. There's an article that talks about a lot of the stuff I've been talking about here, but also has this assessment in it. So I will link to that article in the show notes. If you go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 465, and you can get the link to the article. The article is by Nancy Kane, and it's an article from an online publication called Executive Agenda. And she has this assessment you can take where you rate your adaptability quotient and you get a score at the end. And so, and then I believe she even has like results. So based on your score, you can look and see like what category you fit into. Okay, so let me go with you through the assessment. So I'm gonna go through this slowly to give you a little bit of time to process. But if it's your first time hearing this, you might need to like listen to it twice. So for each of these nine items, I want you to measure yourself on a scale of one to five. One being never, two being seldom, three being regular, four frequent, and five always. So the scale one to five, one being never, five being always, there's that continuum in between there. 
of numbers two, three, and four. So item number one, I think about new and different ways I can accomplish my goals. On a scale of one to five, one being never, five being always, how would you rate yourself on that? Number two, I challenge myself to question what I presume to know. Number three, I am able to shift gears with minimal complaints. Number four, my core values are clear to me and to my colleagues and peers. So for you, like if you don't have colleagues or peers, it might be my core values are clear to me and my family members, whoever is kind of in that circle where you spend, where your circle of influence. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Number five. My habit is to reach for help and acknowledge the assistance. Number six, I can readily imagine new uses for old ideas. Number seven, I like to experiment with new ideas. Number eight, I never fall in love with my wins and proactively seek out the next challenge. Number nine, my failures present opportunities for innovation. All right, so I'll go ahead and give you the scoring. So, and I'm gonna adapt this just a little bit to make it not corporate. (laughs) So if you got a 10 to 20, it's time to get out of your own way. If you got a 21 to 30, you need some help and you might wanna get a coach or a mentor. I would highly recommend if you're under 30, you come to my core values workshop because we'll be talking a lot about this and I'll be talking about the core values workshop in just a minute. If you have 31 to 40, you are on your way to being adaptable. And if you have a 41 to 45, you are change agent material and should be mentoring others, okay? So I would love to know, shoot me a DM or post in our Facebook group when you get your results because I would love to know what people got. I think it'd be really fun for us to kind of pay attention to each other's results and have some conversation around this. So eye-opening, right? So how do you increase your AQ? 
We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Before we talk about that, let's talk for just a minute about my upcoming core values workshop, because that's going to be really important. So as you can see, as we went through this, you can see how your commitment to your core values might support your ability to be more adaptable and your ability to increase your adaptability quotient. So we have our core values, construct your core values workshop coming up. And it's just around the corner on August 26th. It's going to be full virtual workshop. It's going to be so amazing. So here is what the workshop is about. On August 26th, I'm going to have a virtual construct your core values workshop to help you create, define, and align your personal core values so they can become guiding principles in your daily life. The reason I put this together, this workshop, was because I wanted to create a place for you to really clearly define a short list of core values, meaning like five or so, that can become a filter through which you make decisions and guiding principles for you to make choices in order to take action. So I did this exercise a few years ago and it was very transformational and I'm redoing it now. I'm actually in the process of redoing my core values in advance of this workshop so that I can talk you through what it's been like to redo them. I've had some huge ahas. I've changed a lot in the five or six years since I last did this and I want my core values to reflect the growth that I've gone through. And so you've heard me talk about my core values before on this show. At the actual workshop, I will be talking about my new core values that I've more recently created in order to define and align my core values in a way that they can be guiding principles. As we've gone through this pandemic, as we've gone through this cultural revolution, as I've grown as a leader, different things have become more important to me. And different things are definitely the cornerstone of who I want to be, how I want to show up and who I am becoming. So what we're really going to be talking about is how are you showing up and who are you becoming? because this is gonna give you a ton of clarity. So we are all in the process of becoming, and if you're ready to create clarity around what you stand for, where you're going, and who you are becoming, this is gonna be a really valuable workshop for you. Listen to these questions, and then you'll know if this is something that will help you. Are you struggling with who you are and who you wanna become? Are you unclear as to how to use your voice and your power to do good in the world? Do you have a list of dreams that quietly live in your head and you wanna give them permission to live out loud in the real world? Do you want to be able to make decisions more easily instead of staying stuck in analysis paralysis? And do you want to learn how to speak up and stand up in order to be a better citizen and a better ancestor? So this is what you will get out of defining, creating, defining, and aligning your core values, which is what we're going to do with the workshop on August 26th. So the workshop's going to be phenomenal. We're going to be working collaboratively for each of us to come up with our own list. I cannot wait to do this. It's going to give you the time and the space to listen inward and also get the input from some other people, some other shameless moms, which will be really powerful and transformational, I know. So if you are interested, go to shamelessmom.com slash values and you can get yourself signed up. Pricing for this right now is super low. The workshop is $47. It's the cheapest paid workshop I've ever done. I want it to be really accessible. It's $47 early bird pricing just for a few days this week. And then price is going to double. So I want you to go ahead, go to shamelessmom.com slash values to get yourself signed up and join me at the Construct Your Core Values Workshop. The last thing we are going to go through today in this episode is how to increase your adaptability quotient. So if you come to the Core Values Workshop, it's gonna happen. But outside of that, how can you increase your AQ? So the first thing is to see it. Recognize like, where are you at right now? Are you someone who really struggles with adapting or 
are you someone who's grown a lot in this area or are you someone who's always been able to adapt pretty quickly and easily? So that's the first thing, see it. The second piece is to own where you're at and own where you wanna go. So own where you're at, the like, hey, I really struggle with this, but I wanna get better. Or hey, I've gotten a lot better and I wanna help other people get better. Or hey, I've gotten a lot better, but I still have some work to do. Like whatever it is, all of this totally neutral, by the way, like you're not winning if you already do this well, but just seeing it and owning it is gonna give you power in where you wanna go with it. So see it and own it and then actively work on it. So the third piece is actively work on it. So what does that mean to actively work on it? If you want to actively work on your adaptability quotient, you are going to have to do some mindset work, probably some affirmation work and probably some reframing work, reframing how you see yourself showing up. So this probably means that you need to give yourself credit for being more adaptable than you do, because there's probably a bunch of you listening to this who are like, oh, I'm really bad at that. And you're not looking at how you actually have gotten so much better at adapting because of motherhood. Like just by virtue of existing through the course of motherhood, you have gotten to be way more adaptable. And I want you to take credit for that. You've adapted to operate on less sleep. You've adapted to having a lot of chaos and stress around you, maybe a lot of noise around you. You've adapted to juggling lots of different needs. You've adapted to leading in multiple capacities and having to compartmentalize some of that leadership sometimes or compartmentalizing priorities at certain times. You have been working on this, whether or not you know it, you have made progress in this area in motherhood. So how do you need to reframe that? If you want to actively work on this, you need to give yourself credit for the growth that you've had, which you've inevitably had by virtue of being a mom, and then look at how you can recognize how you can use that power moving forward. So I've already given examples around that to recognize like, oh, I used to really struggle with this, but I've already been doing some work on this unconsciously because in motherhood, I've had to do X, Y, and Z. Or I really love having control, but I can see where I've gotten better at giving up control and being able to shift, pivot, adapt, be creative, be nimble in certain situations because of COVID, because of my marriage, because of having three kids, because of like whatever the thing is, right? So giving yourself credit for that and then fully recognizing like I need to continue to own these things so that I can see the power that I have to continue to grow and evolve in my capacity to adapt more, to continue to increase my adaptability quotient. Okay, because here's the thing. If you can increase that adaptability quotient, your anxiety is going to go down. My anxiety, because I see myself as someone who is more adaptable than I used to see myself as, my anxiety has gone down as a result of that. I used to see myself as someone who really needed things to be a certain way, who really preferred and tried to create a lot of structures and rigidity and didn't like to be out of control. And when I saw myself that way, I struggled to adapt. If I can see myself as someone who can thrive when I have to adapt and can thrive when I don't have control, even if it's not my preference, then I'm going to have a ton of power and my anxiety is going to go down, right? So this is going to help your mental health. This is going to help anxiety. And this is also going to help how you can see yourself as someone who can be nimble in whatever organizations you are operating in. So whether that is in your household, whether it's in a church community, whether it's in your kid's school community, whether it's in the Girl Scout community your daughter's in, whether it is in your workplace, whether it is in getting involved in different other communities and organizations at the city level, the regional level, like whatever the thing is, you will see or have so much power if you can see yourself as someone who is continuing to evolve in this way. So there you have it. So many good things today. I hope that you find this to be really fun and exciting like I do. (laughs) 
because I feel like I'm geeking out right now and I don't want to be alone in the geeking out. So if this episode has been helpful, please, please share it. Tag me. I will reshare your tags. I will comment back. I want to know that this was meaningful. I want to know what resonated with you. I would love to know what your AQ assessment results were. I think we could have a lot of fun conversations around this. So share with me, connect with me. Let's talk about it in our Facebook group and then get yourself signed up for the core values workshop. Go to shamelessmom.com slash values. Get yourself signed up so that you can be with me and a ton of other moms talking about core values, talking about how to choose core values, how to live core values, how to lead in your core values, all the good stuff that's going to be on August 26th. So go to shamelessmom.com slash values to get signed up and I will see you there. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us, 